It's time once again for another episode of Georgia Business Radio. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Rich Casanova. All right, Rich Casanova here for another live episode of the Georgia Business Radio. And actually, this is a special spotlight episode where uh, PBC is uh, saluting our veterans uh, on Veterans Day. And uh, as a tribute and a thank you for their service. And uh, we have two gentlemen in here that have not only have a uh, quite a background in uh, military and in their service of our country, but also um, being we wanted to talk about nonprofits and how they're helping uh, veterans specifically. So let's jump right into it. And uh, we have Joe Masseri joining us in the studio from Team Rubicon USA. Welcome back, actually. You've been in our studio a few times. Yeah, a couple of times. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. now you're at our pop-up studio, yeah. Yep, following you guys around town. (laughs) Yeah, so we're on site across town, uh, uh, just up the road from our studio here at Serendipity Lab. So excited uh, for their support and our partnership with them. So, Joe, before we introduce our next guest, uh, give us a... uh, well, I'll, I'll mention you fill in any blanks here. So uh, as I know from Team Rubicon, it's a nonprofit um, uh, exec, um, executive veteran. You're an also an entrepreneur. You've done in the past. You're making a difference in people's lives every day through uh, disaster response and veteran reintegration. Yeah. So uh, right now I work with Team Rubicon. It's a national nonprofit that does disaster response. Uh, we put veterans back into the community through doing good work after a storm. Um, before that, I started my own company. I worked for uh, the Navy Reserve for 10 years as a Navy Reserve officer, uh, two tours in Afghanistan. Um, yeah, kind of bounced around, had some work for an oil company and did a few other things, several other nonprofits in between. Go Navy. Can you sing the song or whatever? I mean, I can, but I just, I'm getting over a cold. I don't think anybody wants me to. Oh, nice. Good, good, good uh, save there. Yeah. All right. Also joining us in the studio is uh, Brian Smith. Uh, he's with, uh, he wears a couple different hats. So his day job, if you will, well, actually 27 years, you mentioned in the insurance industry, right? That's right. That's right. And currently at the insurance offices of America. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, where are they based out of? We're based out of uh, Longwood, Florida. Okay. And um, we have an office, a large office right here in Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so before we jump into your mission, which is, um, again, obviously in the space uh, for veterans, uh, the VEO, which is the Veterans Empowerment Organization. Tell us a little bit about your uh, background, your military service or otherwise. Yeah. Sure. I enlisted back in 1985 and then um, went back to college and commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Ordnance Corps with the Army. And then as a captain, I um, went into the Chemical Corps. And so I I served for 14 years, both um, active and reserve status, and uh, got out in 1999. Oh, wow. Well, uh, obviously, gentlemen, I'm sure myself, Nick here is our engineer in the, in the studio, as well as all of our listeners. Thank you for your service. Um, and I should, I wanted to introduce also our engineer. Um, Nick, uh, what's happening today? I uh, just voted. So uh, Nice. It kind of all makes sense that we're doing this today. It is on election day on top of that, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a big day. Uh, all the stars aligning. All right, so um, so let's jump into it. So, guys, we're going to do, uh, as we mentioned, more of a panel um, uh, format here. But let's uh, start with uh, Joe. So, um, now with Team Rubicon, how long have you been there? I've been there almost three years now. Okay, and you cover virtually all the whole southeast, all eight states here in the southeast. Yep, I'm the deputy director of region operations for the southeast region. So I run everything from Kentucky to Miami. 
Okay. Nice. South Beach. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talk to us about um, a recent uh, disaster that you guys were able to step in on and uh, just kind of tell us a story of, uh, you know, how you guys engage and what the response is. Oh, man. Well, I mean, this is... Uh... I could take a minute, yeah. 2018 hurricane <laughs> right. season for anybody that's yeah. uh, not tuned into a radio or television or the internet. Right. <laughs> uh, we had a quite a quite a big hurricane season. Um, so right now we are still responding. We've been responding for almost six weeks now uh, since Hurricane Florence started. Um, we've, we're responding to Hurricane Florence in North Carolina and to Hurricane Michael in Florida. Okay. And in the last uh, five or six weeks, we've deployed over a thousand uh, volunteers. Wow. Yeah, a, a ton of that volunteer makeup. It's usually about 70, 30%, uh, 70% veteran, right. 30% first responder, civilian, family member. Uh, and we've been there, you know, kind of for the long run. We'll send people out for a week at a time and do what we can to put the community back together as much as we can. And I should rewind for a second because uh, we've known each other for a while. So I do uh, know a little bit more about Team Rubicon than uh, somebody that's not, for somebody that's not heard about it. Uh, rewind for a second. Talk, talk to us how it originally came about, the backstory. Yeah. So eight years ago, uh, the hurricane, uh, I'm sorry, the earthquake in Haiti, uh, I, I have hurricanes on my brain these days. <laughs> yeah. uh, the earthquake in Haiti that happened in 2010, uh, our founder, uh, our co-founders, met up with a couple of folks in an airport on the way to Haiti. There's a whole bunch of people that just packed bags full of all the medical equipment they could carry. Um, went as close to Haiti as they could get, because remember, you can't fly in there. You know, everything was shut down. Um, and they met up with a bunch of firefighters and veterans mm -hmm. and doctors, uh, all at a baggage claim, and <laughs> they kind of looked at each <laughs> other. They looked at each other across the baggage claim and went, you look like you're going to Haiti. You, you look <laughs> like you're going to Haiti. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then they all kind of connected. Um, the, the founders, the co-founders uh, of team Rubicon had connected with a Jesuit priest that was in country, uh, and worked through the state department to make sure that they had visas and stuff to enter the country. And what they did is they actually got in the back of a truck, uh, and drove over the mountain, over the border into Haiti. And they started setting up field aid stations uh, everywhere they could find a concentration of people that needed medical support. And they worked their way down the mountain uh, towards Port-au-Prince and the general hospital there. And then when they got there, they kind of took that over for a day or two as well until uh, more doctors were able to get flown in. Uh, so after that, you know, they were there for a couple of weeks. They came home, um, kind of thought, well, gee, we should do do this some more. Right. Um, and then so a few months later, there's another... Uh, big, you know, disaster, and then more Oklahoma, and uh, big tornadoes there. And then after a little while, they kind of realized, well, you know, this can be a thing, and this can be a thing domestically. Like, there's, it's not just international aid that needs right. to happen. Uh, so we built a, a big domestic response framework here in the country because of that, because we realized that we got a ton of veterans that want to give back and, and they've got a lot of skill that's not really easy to use at Walmart or, right, right. you know, like in, in <laughs> on town pro business channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or on pro business channel. And some of them, some of them directly correlate to what, you know, you could do in the business yeah. world, but some of the stuff, uh, thinking on your feet, working in austere environments, being used to that, being used to kind of devastation and stuff. Yeah, reacting in that environment. And it's very different than, uh, you know, the average civilian would be a, a lost, uh, right, without some yeah. training. But it's interesting how it's brought on civilians. Um, we want to come back in a second and talk about, um, you know, what's happening currently. But it's just amazing. A couple of guys really just went down there with no, you know, master plan, so to mm -hmm. speak, right? Um, so hold that thought for a second. So, Brian, um, tell us the backstory of uh, the Veterans Empowerment Organization. 
the VEO was founded um, several years ago under the auspices of trying to help homeless veterans, right. and it was it was based upon the this this group of um, people that were in and around Atlanta that found themselves homeless, and it was a continued story of of a lot of people that come back either from um, from military service or uh, they could find themselves into drugs and alcohol issues. It could be a psychological issue. And Franz Fortune, the um, executive director of the Veterans Empowerment Organization, saw this and said, we, we've got to do something here. And what was amazing was it uh, wasn't a new concept, but people automatically believe that the Veterans Administration steps in to help right away. Well, right. if somebody doesn't have a, a valid identification card or if they've got issues with knowing who they are, what some of the other matters are, the VA, they may take their information, but if they don't come back, nothing happens. There's nobody to hold their hand. Right, yeah. VEO steps in and does that. They actually provide counseling. They provide a, a place to, to lay your head. They provide wow. meals. Yeah. And so they do this um, all on donations that come from um, the United Way and a variety of other corporate uh, sponsors that we have, and um, through fundraising efforts that we that we do in and around the Atlanta area. So, um, again, when did they start? When we were they established? I guess started there? like ten years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's your role there? I'm one of the um, board members. Uh, joined the board of directors almost two years ago. We've been able to um, uh, work on a variety of issues that support the VEO, um, not only from a fundraising perspective, but also from an organizational um, direction. And we've got several members that are also um, veterans on the board or certainly have veteran connections and that they're making a difference every day. Um, Nick, do you got a question here uh, for these guys? Looks like you're uh, writing some pretty ser serious notes over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian just wanted to know, uh, how exactly um, is the VEO funded? Well, like I said before, it's funded through a couple of a couple of different avenues. One, the United Way funds quite a bit, and um, they provide a regular annual donation to the VEO. Um, we also have a lot of support from uh, businesses that are in and around the Atlanta area, actually across the state of Georgia large businesses, and we have private um, donations as well. And we, we raise a lot of our funds from a gala that we have in, in February of every year. And um, we're coming up on the, I believe it's the fourth annual gala this year. It's going to be um, at the Georgia Aquarium. So we, we have it at a, a couple of really nice venues around the Atlanta area, and we continue to grow uh, in attendance every year. And you you had an event coming up uh, that you do annually as well, right? That is correct. We do we do what we call a a, a VEO pre gala mixer. Okay. It's a social event that's complimentary to anyone that wants to attend that has an interest in veteran affairs okay. and to learn more about the organization, have a chance to talk with other people that are like minded as veteran supporters, um, just to talk, share stories, meet new friends, and really it's just a chance to. Um, to learn a little bit about the VEO without it being an environment where we're asking for any donations. It's really just a way to, to share our time with people so they know who we are. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Joe, how is uh, Team Rubicon funded? Yeah, you know, we're funded the same way. We have uh, some major funders in, in communities that we operate in. We have major national funders. 
Uh, but a lot actually comes from individual donations. We run a donation drive every time there's a, you know, big name storm that shows up on the, on the media. Uh, you know, a $10 a month donor is actually going to help us to understand how much we can right. reliably count on, you know, pretty regularly. And, and I'll mention this too. Uh, a lot of people out there listening, you know, you hear, if you listen to NPR, you hear the donor drives there and, you know, things like that. But the way nonprofits are funded and operate fiscally is program changes are funded by major foundations and major gifts, right? So let's say I've got a spare million dollars. Uh, if I'm going to buy a fleet of trucks, that's going to come from a spare million dollars. But my day-to-day funding, my regular run-of-the-mill business is always, always, always run by $10 a month donations. Hmm. So the value of your grandmother's extra 10 bucks getting put in an envelope is incredible because that's the actual like 80% of your, wow. of your, your normal that's operating awesome. fund. And, and I say 80%, that's a completely made up number, but <laughs> you know, so I, I don't want to, well, you know what they to... say about statistics, <laughs> yeah. what is it? 37.8% of all statistics are, are made up on the made spot. Up, completely made up on the spot. But, <laughs> but so for Brian the, like that one. Yeah. <laughs> for the lay person, for the lay person though, uh, everyone thinks, well, you know, I, I wish I had the extra hundred dollars a year or whatever, but and but you do and and if you do if you can you know set it aside any organization that you support is going to be run literally completely off of you so we have a we have a saying in team rubicon uh that your mother's a donor right and it started because our biggest donor was the ceo's mom oh, in wow. the first couple of years and <laughs> so Jake? we actually we actually spend money right. based on that theory of you know well is my mom going to yell at me if i buy this or is my mom going to yell at me if I don't spend money on this <laughs> right. and create a new program yeah. that's really yeah. good? What will your mom think or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we want to actually, we're about midpoint. we got a, a lot of other questions here in our next segment. But before we forget, each of you all give out uh, your call to action, your website, how people can get involved. Like you said, donate. Because uh, I know, Joe, on the site, um, uh, I mean, we, we did a campaign for Pro Business Channel. And it's really easy to set up for companies, organizations, individuals, teams, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they just go there. That you, uh, and it's all run through um, an, an, a platform. And uh, so talk about that. And again, kind of call to action, your website and all that good stuff, yeah. Yeah, so if you go to teamrubiconusa.org, that's Rubicon like the river, uh, teamrubiconusa.org, in the top right corner, you can click donate or sign up, and it's the best call to action ever. It's really right. easy. Yeah. If you click donate, you can either donate once for a big thing, or you can set up a regular donation. You can set up a fundraiser uh, like you guys did, yeah, yeah. Where, where you say, hey, this hurricane season, I'm going to get all my friends to raise $1,000 right. total, and we're going to make sure that these guys are fed for another week or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then right next to that's the button to sign up and volunteer, and there's step-by-step instructions to get out from there. And it's not just for veterans, it's for anybody. Uh, the mixture of veterans and civilians and first responders is really important to the integration part, uh, and everybody has value helping out in the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's there's no particular skill set that makes you better or worse at picking up uh, pieces of a community that are thrown all over the world. And, uh, Brian? We've got our site... Um it's called veohero.org, and you can go to the upper right-hand corner as well, and it'll say Give Now. Um, we always love to hear people's stories. You can sign up for newsletters and, and whatnot from the website, find out about the events that are coming up, find out ways you can contribute um, in your support of veteran homelessness here in the area of, here in the Atlanta area. And we've got uh, the same thing. We've got a, a variety of companies that have a veteran outreach program that allows them to come in, volunteer at the center, um, help out with meals, help out with events. 
and just engage. And we, we have um, a constant flow of organizations coming through the VEO campus that are just offering assistance. And it just shows the veterans that are there that there is a lot of support. That there's, a, there's an interest because veteran homelessness cuts across so many different areas. And we just happen to be focused on the Atlanta area, but it is a model that can be replicated throughout the country. And it's through the support of the organizations I've met, mentioned before, the United Way, we've got the, uh, the Gary Rollins Foundation as well, that huge supporter of the VEO. Um, UPS, FedEx, we've got some large organizations that are really backing this, this group for the betterment of our veterans who, once, they, once something happens and they, and they lose their sense of self-support, um, it, it, just, it can continue to degrade. And VEO allows individuals to have uh, a life that is based on self-sufficiency. It gives them the pride. And they do that through um, a variety of ways. And, and so by checking out the veohero.org website, you can gain additional information on, on exactly what we, what we do and how you can help. And that's what's, uh, I, I guess, unique about each of y'all. So uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Team Rubicon, that's um, uh, nationally, and, and you also uh, do some projects overseas as well still? or um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, we just launched a medical team to the Marianas Islands uh, a couple of days ago. So they've wow. been on the ground. They've seen over 100 patients in the last uh, 48 hours, 17 medical providers and support personnel. They flew to Guam and then picked up a military aircraft from Guam to Tinian, mm. and, wow. and they're wow. working on Tinian and I think Saipan, uh, and what they're doing is they're going out to the community just like they did in Haiti, right. uh, and they're going out, and, and so let me back up, Super Typhoon U2, if you guys didn't hear about it, uh, just decimated the Marianas Islands, Guam, Saipan, uh, and the Philippines, mm. and within hours of it passing we were in touch with uh the mayor in tinian and uh, with the government there and we flew people as fast as we could we have a a world health organization certified emergency medical team an emt1 level organization wow. yeah uh we're the first nonprofit in north america that's completely uh unsupported by the government to have uh, the EMT certification from the World Health Organization. That's amazing. So, it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, let me just drop that one. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. um, yeah, you should have started with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, are you on social media at all? Like, do you uh, promote what you guys are doing at Rubicon on social media? Yeah, so we have a, uh, if we're, we're on Facebook and Twitter, our national account, our, right. our territories uh, actually have their own uh, Twitter and Facebook accounts as well to reach out locally. Uh, and we're on YouTube. We got a great YouTube channel and we've even got some stuff on Vimeo. Uh, but if you go to the, if you go to the, the social media websites, we've got, uh, great stories of, you know, people's lives getting turned around, being able to give back. Uh, we've got really good stories about, you know, some of the work that we've done and, and why we do it. Uh, and it's it's all right out there. I mean, you can hit the Google verse with Team Rubicon, and yeah. you'll you'll get days of a rabbit hole back to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would warn our listeners uh, when you uh, be careful when you're watching the videos because uh, you will get chills, and it's pretty emotional. Uh, uh, many of those. And it's just uh, it's just all inspiring what you guys are doing. 
Um, so, so Brian, talk to us about your footprint. Um, so it's uh, Atlanta-based, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Uh, give us some numbers. I'm going to ask both of you guys to give us some numbers in terms of, um, you know, uh, what's the team organization, the support look like internally, you know, the uh, structure of the organization, then how many people, you know, y'all serve or, you know, what are some of your goals in, in that sense? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. We've, we've got about um, 50 people that work at the organization. We got about 50 people working at the organization from a variety of counselors to case managers and also administration. And then we have, we serve um, nearly a hundred homeless veterans in our center. Um, And over the years, we've served hundreds of homeless veterans and the impact is significant. The, um, there's, there's so many different things other than just the housing component, not to mention the kitchen that we have, and we're building a new building now that is intended to even make the facilities um, that much more uh, valuable and accessible because they provide these veterans a variety of services that um, go beyond just having a place to stay. One of them happens to be case management. If, if they don't have their ID, can you get, they, they help them get an identification so they can That's prove who huge, they are. Right. Cause yeah, you're lost. I mean, you, you just can't function in our society, right? Think about it. You're okay. homeless. You, right. Who, who knows under what circumstance and the VA cannot get engaged unless they've got the right information to get you in their system. The VEL through their case management and, um, uh, their, 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 their care overall on, helping this person get through the system. I think that's one of the most valuable aspects of what the VEO is able to promote. And they also have a, a life skills training that they provide these veterans that uh, for, for whatever reason, they, they, there's a gap in their life. They help them um, find employment. They don't let them just stay there all day long. They're required to um, go out and look for work on a daily basis. They, they cannot just lay around and, and stay in their housing uh, facilities. They've got to get out and, 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 and do that. There's also counseling and a referral system for those that may have drug and alcohol issues um, and also psychological matters that need to be dealt with. And then they they follow up. They make sure that the person's in good shape so that when they do connect them with the, with the VA and their benefits, that um, they're able to make sure that they were able to put uh, a bow on the package, so to speak, and make sure nothing really fell through the cracks. So I want to I wanna take a, a second to sure. really brag on the VEO. And, and this is a story that Brian doesn't know that I have, um, <laughs> but you're going to love it. So I was at a meeting uh, at the VEO campus. We were in their uh, boardroom space. And I came out and I looked at my truck and, you know, somebody walked into the room and said, by the way, um, who owns the silver pickup truck out in the parking lot? And I said, me. (laughs) So I walk out and I look at it and there's a little bump. There's a little dent in it. And one of the guys that uh, is in residence there had backed his car into it just ever so slightly. And I said, well, man, I mean, here, here I am thinking, well, that's no problem. My little brother's a mechanic. I'll have it popped out. Tyler Bowser. Mm-hmm. Pulls me aside and he says, look, let me, let me explain how this works here. Okay. This guy has a job. He works down the shop at an auto, uh, down the street at an auto shop. And able to get there, we got him a place where he could buy a car, right? For cheap, for something he could afford to get just as far as he has to go for, for his daily life today. And he can work his way up from there. But also to be able to have that car and park it here, we require him to have insurance, to be responsible for everything that he does. So in order to do that, we made sure that he had somewhere he could get insurance that's very affordable for him and covers what he needs. And he says, you need to make sure that you claim this. So I go outside and that gentleman was standing there. He's a Vietnam vet. 
wonderful dude. I actually stood in the parking lot all afternoon talking to him <laughs> wow. about cars. Um, he had everything. He had his his whole. I mean, he's more squared away than. I mean, I've gotten I've gotten in more fender benders in Atlanta than mm-hmm. than when I lived in New York City. Okay, uh, and he was more squared away than any other person that I've ever wow. had to deal with. And it's because they systematically and programmatically make sure that everything they do is a hundred percent supportive of that veteran and their self sufficiency. And it's just incredible the depth that they go to to do that. And here's the interesting aspect of that. First of all, thank you for sharing that story. I. I that just ties in perfectly with what we were trying to get across here, that here you've got these individuals, these veterans that were variety of ranks. It, it, there's nothing, there's no line that says, you, you know, if you're an officer, you're enlisted, what your job was, it doesn't matter. If something happens, you have an exposure. And the, the, the irony is that these people were very, that these people are based upon a very disciplined structure in life. And so the, the VEO is so supportive of creating that, that life skill, giving them back that, that sense of pride from being self-sufficient. And that's a perfect example of, of how uh, a direct impact was made from an indirect act. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's, it's critical. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. You're listening to uh, Georgia Business Radio. Rich Casanova here, your host, alongside Nick Rodriguez, our engineer. And uh, this is our Veterans Day special salute uh, to those organizations, those individuals that are making a difference for those that have served us and our country. Um, and just it really fascinating with these, um, the mission that you guys are on, the stories, the stories that you shared. We, how much time we got left? About five, ten minutes here? About five minutes, Okay, yeah. so we're going to do a rapid-fire series here uh, for both of y'all. Um, you can... Uh, pass or play on any all the questions right <laughs> so uh, oh boy what do we what do we, no, what do we got here fire. It's, there was no no guy we don't <laughs> what do we gotcha. get into we don't do gotcha right. questions yeah okay so um talk to us about well, i want to rewind for a second you're talking about um you know one of the challenges correct me if i'm wrong of uh you know a homeless a homeless veteran is it's it's more uh hopelessness they feel right that's right Right. So it's not the roof over their head necessarily. I mean, that's huge. Right. Mm-hmm. You guys provide that. But even with that roof, they're just um, discombobulated is a nice way of saying that. Right. It is. I mean, I can't even really appreciate being on the other side of the table. I've never served in the military too. my brothers have. Right. But not to the degree that, you know, the guys that you're working with. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something where. You know, we do have these government agencies, but sometimes it t- takes these nonprofits, these people that have been there, done that, to really step up and relate to them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the government does some amazing things, but they just can't do on, on the, uh, the granular level, That's right. right. That's know? right. Um, so, um, so that f- filled up. Uh, we're now we'll run, run into the wrap. But <laughs> I, I heard about an organization. I don't know if you're familiar with these, but you know, when you're homeless, you're so disconnected. There was a nonprofit I heard about that, or a company that was saying they were donating phones, cell phones, mm-hmm. to the homeless. <laughs> because without a phone number, you know, family can't reach you, right? You don't have an address. So at least you can hit 911. I mean, that was a uh, pretty powerful concept or idea that we want to we want to explore a little bit later but so let's we talked about how you guys uh raise um donations let's talk about your volunteers uh besides people contributing money what are some opportunities they can step up or give us some examples of some people that have volunteered oh man i gotta tell you I, this is my favorite part of the show i, I love bragging on my volunteers so <laughs> they make up everything that's what so, this whole thing's about 100 yeah. percent. Right? so yeah so i'm gonna th- let's do some math all right, right? So there's nine, there's 90 plus thousand volunteers in Team Rubicon. And the last time we talked, it was like 70, it, it was 75,000. Wow. Right. And then six months before that, it was, it was 60,000. So and it started with two. And it, it started with 10. Okay. It, it 10, started with 10. Um, so 
Yeah, we're we're growing really fast. Wow. Ninety thousand volunteers. But let me let me tell you. So for a international aid organization and a domestic response organization, we have a hundred and twenty full time employees. That's it. Hundred and twenty versus almost a hundred thousand volunteers. Yeah. Wow. So in the southeast, we have one employee, and that's you, and that's, that's me, the dude. You're the dude, <laughs> right? He's the dude. He's I'm, the man. So, so all my whole job is empowering my volunteer leaders. So in our region in the southeast, we've got a hundred, hundred and twenty uh, volunteer leaders. Every one of my leaders, if they're a city coordinator. Uh, if they're a planning team member, if they're recon team members, if they're uh, instructors in uh, all of our all of our stuff that we teach, uh, everybody, my my region logistics manager, my my finance manager, these guys are all volunteers. volunteers We're wow. an entirely volunteer-led organization. So ninety thousand volunteers, about uh, twelve thousand of those, I think. I may be a little bit off there. There's a ton of volunteer leaders total, wow. right? Um, uh, well, let me let me say fifteen hundred. Twelve thousand, yeah, yeah. I think, is is our active deployable <laughs> number. A lot of numbers. No, no, no. Twelve twelve thousand is our active deployable number that's that's deployed in the last like year or so, uh, and we've had a thousand on the ground uh, in the last you know month. But let me tell you this: so the operations that we have ongoing right now, in addition to our to our business being run, the operations we've got one contract staff member on our incident management team one or two per site all of the rest of the command staff everybody that's planning and running every response is a volunteer and they switch out every week it's insane so for somebody that beyond donating like i said um they want to step up and actually help and boots on the ground so to speak uh, give us a quick 17 second snapshot a day in the life of a team rubicon volunteer on site what does that look like yeah so you show up to uh you'll get dispatch instructions uh once you sign up and and go through the mobilization process you'll get dispatch instructions it'll have a poc's phone and and name and you'll show up to this place and when you show up there's going to be a small army of people in these cool gray t-shirts with everybody's name on the front of it yeah i've seen those uh and they're going to say hey grab you know a hot meal bed down first thing in the morning we're going to have a brief in the morning and then we're going to go out Right. So 7 a.m. You're going to have uh, a morning brief. They're going to give you this is what we're doing for the day. This is what strike team you're on. Here's your team leader. Um, we're going to rally back here for chow at this time. Uh, here's your safety gear. Go out and do great in the world. You're going to go out in the field and on day one, totally unskilled, you're probably going to be uh, swamping for the Sawyer team, you know, pulling logs that they're cutting up if there's trees all over wow. the place. Uh, you'll be you'll be mucking out someone's house. You'll be ripping their walls out if Jeez. they're affected by uh, flooding. Yeah, or any, anything that gets wet inside, we're gonna we're gonna cut it to a certain standard height and then rip it all out so it saves everybody money in their recovery process. And that's one of your biggest value propositions, right? So you basically clear um, the site the whole scene so that it's easier for contractors to come back and rebuild it. Yeah. Right? So, so we can't rebuild your house entirely. Right, right. And in some cases we do, we have very limited pilot programs to do that. But what we're going to do is we're going to find the community. Uh, you know, hurricanes have a big wide path that, yeah. that they hit. We're going to find the community that's highly socially vulnerable, right? They are underemployed, underinsured. It's going to be harder for them to recover economically. They don't have those resources. Yeah, they're going to get a, a check from the state government or from the federal government that's going to, you know, last like uh, 10 seconds. Right. Um, and then the rest of their recovery is on them. So what we're going to do is we're going to go and reduce any cost of recovery that we can. We're going to, you know, make their house whole a little bit. We're going to tarp the roof. Uh, board their windows if they need it, rip out all the bad stuff. We're, we're not going to rebuild the whole thing. Sure, yeah. But by doing that, 
you spend none of the demo money Big and time. all of the recovery money, and it makes it go a lot farther. So, Brian, with the, talk to us about the VEO here. Uh, so a couple of questions are, um, what are, uh, is there kind of requirements or criteria for someone to qualify to, uh, you know, at your, at your facility there? And is there a length of stay or, I mean, what are some of the, uh, it can vary boundaries I mean, it, there it, the... as long as you're a veteran. Okay. And then we help, we help make sure that you get those benefits so that, um, you, you can be self-sustaining. And so it's anyone that comes in and we get referrals all the time from a variety of different homeless shelters in and around the Atlanta area Metro, not just from inside Atlanta, um, up in Cobb County and, and for you Forsyth where there's someone that needs some help, VEO steps up and, and, and takes that, takes that role. And that's your end game or your mission, right? Is to get them back on their feet right. and, and uh, acclimated back to society and productive and they feel, you know, uh, worthwhile. And It's true. And I think that there's a real tie in here with, um, with Team Rubicon because here you've got these guys in, in Haiti looking at each other across from a baggage claim area. And there's a sense of unity. There's right. a sense of um, pride with, with who they are and what they're about. The same thing happens with the VEO. You put a homeless veteran in an environment where there are other people that are, are veterans. And that in itself gives them a sense of pride. It gives them a sense of, of um, um, fellowship. I mean, Mutual for lack understanding. Of a Mutual understanding. That's exactly right. And, and it's the kind of thing that in itself, having someone to talk with and be part of something together, the VEO provides that network. And that in itself is, is priceless. Um, okay, so last question here for Joe, and then we got to wrap things up here, and we want to uh, let y'all promote um, uh, a call to action again one more time as we as we sign off here. But uh, Joe, I know you got a lot of media coverage, right? I mean, I I was just every some I'll be watching something, all of a sudden there's a story about Team Rubicon, right? Yeah, Major League <laughs> Baseball postseason. Oh yeah, yeah, we're all That's over it. Team yeah. Mobile has done an incredible job uh, paying it. for ad space there. Yeah, and by the way, if you if you retweet the hashtag HR for HR, the number four, yeah. Uh, it's uh, home runs for heroes, and uh, yeah, a portion of that goes to us. It's great. Yeah, because that was the thing is just just hashtag and just following it. Uh, T Mobile is stepping up yep. and uh, donating some money. I mean, that's so. Yeah, so and drop this, a- this Veterans Day, if you uh, if you're a big Starbucks okay. fan, go to Veterans. Go to Starbucks. They have a Veterans Day uh, gift card. And a portion of that goes to three different organizations. They split it up. Uh, I think it's uh, us and Team Red, White, and Blue and, and another organization. I can't yeah. remember. It's probably the mission continues. We're, we're yeah. always lumped in together. <laughs> right. um, our, founders all, our founders all started from the same uh, fellowship program. And that's a shout out locally to uh, Garrett and to Stuart, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Garrett Cathcart <laughs> is the uh, Southeast Director for Team Red, White, and Blue, and Stuart yeah. is the Southeast Director for uh, the, the Mission, Mission Continues. Continues. Yeah. We may need to have them in the studio for an upcoming episode. Um, so again, so that's a good call to action. Uh, this Veterans Day, go to Starbucks. I'm there about um, twice a day, right? Twice <laughs> each morning. Yeah, twice twice each in the morning. Afternoon, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just, but you buy that, the, the gift card. That's clearly there for uh, Veterans Day, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah wow. it'll, it'll say veterans on it. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's awesome. pretty awesome. Um, and then, so drop a couple of other names. You got some other big brands that are behind you guys, right? Oh, man. Uh, we have a ton of them, and I would be hesitant to actually name drop. Well, well let me drop a couple. Without context. And, he, and here's why. Okay. I don't, I don't want to miss anyone. So you, you throw some names, I'll and I'll say I'll throw some names out there, and then, then it's my fault if I forget some. Yeah. So Home Depot, check. Yeah, they're a major funder of ours. Right, they're some airlines are, are, uh, help uh, transport you guys, right? Yep, Southwest Airlines and Airlink. Yeah, 
Nice. Um, and we mentioned Starbucks and then, um, and, uh, PBC, we're doing what we can do. We don't have those kind of deep pockets, whatever. Right? Yeah. But like, <laughs> like you said earlier, you ran a fundraising campaign yeah. for us during a specific meeting event that you guys had. Right. And that's just as impactful. I mean, you yeah. don't have to have a million dollars. I'll take, I'll take five bucks. Yeah. I'll take a thousand bucks. I can run a lot of, a lot of programs right. that way. <laughs> Cause I went to the, uh, uh, hurricane in, um, uh, Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, um, we got. I have a lot more questions. I'm sure Nick does as well. But um, eventually, we got to get to uh, the holidays here. I got. I got plans for Christmas, so we better wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks again. One more time. Uh, your call to action: How people would get involved. Website, all that good stuff. Social security number, credit card, whatever right. you want. Whatever you want to do, Brian. <laughs> you got to go to. You got to go to uh, veohero.org and just take a look at the site. You'll be inspired. It's really easy to get involved. And donate, donate, donate. We always like to have that because it really does help out uh, defer those costs. So again, veohero.org. .org. Thanks, Brian. Joe? Yeah, so I'll do a quick plug for our website, teamrubiconusa.org, and uh, reach out to the, to the Googleverse and find us on there. <laughs> um, but I'll also say, in, in kind of in closing for us, looking at the, the two things that our organizations have in common and every organization that I've worked with uh, so far that's veteran-led, veteran-based, focused. You guys have all heard of Mr. Rogers telling how his mom said, look for the, look for the helpers, right? Uh If you're, if you're a little bit scared, a little bit worried, look for the helpers. That's exactly what's happening here, right? Uh, Whether you're volunteering, whether you're donating, whether you're spreading the word, any of it, if you find an organization that does something in this world to make people better humans and to help other people be better humans, reach out and help. And, and that's, that's exactly what we're all doing here. And that's, that's the common thread that, that binds us together. So. Cause people think it takes, you know, um, uh, just these huge, you know, over the top moments or, uh, engagements, but it really is that ripple effect. And a lot of times it's the silent, you know, hero that really, um, you, when you think back on your life, somebody that stepped up and helped you, um, it wasn't necessarily a, a um, uh, an amazing, moment but it was just that that small quiet time when somebody said you know i'm gonna i heard somebody said never uh look down on someone that you're not willing to help up you know, you know? the the biggest thing that you'll see on our social media and and the stories that we like to story yell about um it's all it always starts with how can i help and it always ends with a hug and, yeah. and it's the shortest story you'll ever see, but it's the most impactful. And I'm getting goosebumps just talking. I, I am, man. So. I'm I'm chilling yeah. up right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've never had anybody cry in the studio, so we're gonna, we're going to hold hold Three, through that. Yeah, two, <laughs> one. one. Yeah, and here come the cry. tears. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, uh, Rich Casanova here on behalf of uh, Nick Rodriguez. Great show, Nick. Right? Yes or yes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. Great good show. One. This is a good one. All right. Uh, so we'll see you next time on another episode of the Georgia Business Radio Show, and uh, stay tuned for more. Thank you again for joining Rich Casanova and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of Georgia Business Radio.